Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Wellness Wednesday. I'm your host, Meredith Patterson. And today we are talking about a documentary called Sea Spiracy, which is one of Netflix's newest original documentaries just released over the weekend. And the reason why it's on this Wellness Wednesday is because it is a must watch for anybody who is concerned about their health and the health of this planet. This documentary sets out to explore the damage that's been done to marine life, such as sharks, dolphins, whales, by the global fishing industry. It features interviews um, with figures from the Marine Conservation Organization, the Sea Shepherd, as well as journalists, authors, environmentalists. It's incredibly informative and something that I did not really know was happening at all. But a lot of people uh, are reacting to this and you know, reacting in a way that is uh, shocking. And that's how I felt. And I actually felt sick to my stomach most of the time watching it. So Seaspiracy has so much information about what's going on in the global fishing industry, what's going on with our oceans. And, you know, it claims that 46% of the waste that's floating in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, I'm sure you guys have heard about that, which is, you know, marine debris that's in the central North Pacific Ocean, that it actually is comes from discarded fishing nets and fishing material. So a number, a number of whales have washed up in the UK from Yorkshire to Scotland that have been found over the years that have a lot of tangled fishing nets and fishing gear in their stomachs. So that's just one small part of the information that um, this incredible documentary reveals and you know I got to tell you at the end of it I was like I'm not going to eat fish I think that it's not only is it toxic for me in terms of microplastics that are in the fish's stomachs but with the way that the global fishing industry is just you know annihilating fish by by the billions you guys it's um it's an incredible incredibly eye-opening eye-opening documentary um, that I, I really wish everybody would watch you know fish is not a critical food to nutrition um, it's you know there's actually at the end of the documentary there's a lot of uh, companies that are making um, plant-based fish uh, you know replacements kind of like you know the meat industry I don't know if you guys um, I, I believe on this podcast I've talked about Cowspiracy, which is actually a documentary on Netflix as well, which is by the same producer. Um, both of those are really eye-opening in terms of those industries and why people don't want to talk about it because it is extremely powerful and extremely um, dangerous to talk about it. I don't think that I'm in danger by talking about it because Seaspiracy is out there and people are watching it um, by the millions. And, you know, a lot of people... Um, a lot of people are, are tweeting about this. They're on social media about it. And if you care about climate change, pollution, plastic production, human rights, because there's also slavery that's happening on the open sea. There's murder that's happening on the open sea. You know, if you care about animals in general, fossil fuels, corruption, corporate greed, indigenous people, deadly diseases, oil spills, or the survival of the planet, you need to watch Seaspiracy on Netflix. That's what somebody tweeted. And, 
the only ethical thing to do is what they tell you at the end is to stop eating fish. But the truth is, is that you, you can use your voice like I am as well. And, you know, I think information is power. And how does this translate to something that is for your health? I mean, if you don't know, then um, you might need to do some research on what goes into your mouth, you know, creates your a healthy body and a healthy environment. If the oceans die, we die. And the oceans actually, you know, absorb more CO2 and more carbon with the plant life that's being destroyed at the bottom of the ocean than, you know, than anything else. It is something that, gosh, I didn't know that at all. And, you know, a wildlife photographer tweeted, he's not ashamed to say that he sat and cried and what when he watched this. And he doesn't even eat seafood. He just cried because you know, he wants people to understand the choices that we make by what we put in our mouth. And this is, you know, this goes to cowspiracy, seaspiracy, what we eat and, and what we do um, as consumers dictates all these industries. And I really think we can just do so much better. Even if we just, you know, I'm not saying everybody has to go vegan because that's something that, you know, I've heard many times uh, with people and myself, I don't want to go vegan. I think it's just the consumption that we have is massive in this world and the greed is massive and all of that is not in balance. We are not in balance in this world and not in balance with our oceans and not in balance with so many things. So this documentary, Sea Spiracy on Netflix, is a must to see. And I'm going to actually, um, because I don't want to talk too much about it, I think this is a more of a minimalist um, episode, this Wellness Wednesday, which I've talked about minimalism a lot. And so I'm going to couple this um, information about Sea Spiracy, which I don't want to just quote what the documentary says. I want people to go watch it and get the information for yourself and really process what is going on. Just be prepared for, um, you know, your stomach to be in knots because that's what happened when I watched it. And it wasn't good to watch before bed, but it actually gave me a lot of information um, going forward and being a consumer. So I believe in there being minimal, you know, having a minimalist lifestyle. That means that you you know, you really understand what you actually need in your life versus what you actually want. So as a minimalist, you know, we strive for less stuff to and to experience more life. And we learn how to detach from possessions, limit technology, set boundaries with our commitments and manage our finances with more intention. And that also goes to what we eat. So not being you know, not consuming things in excess and having a balance of what we eat. So in terms of going to, you know, going and getting any kind of fish, it can be, a, it can be looked at as more of a condiment as opposed to a main part of your dish. So a lot of people want to know how can you make your life easier, you know, um, And people thinking that minimalism actually is something that's going to make your life harder. But the truth is, is that it's about simplicity. And that takes more intention, you know, um, in your life. Minimalism is a journey of the heart and soul. It's also a deep dive into the core of what we believe about who we are 
what we value, our purpose, and our passion. So I'm going to give you guys nine things that you know, that you should never minimize. Okay. Because a lot of times we're always talking about what we lack, but let's talk about what we need to always, um, have in our life and never minimize relationships. We should never commit so intently to, you know, this way of life of being a minimalist that we alienate our family, our friends, And, or even potential for new positive relationships. There may be times when minimizing harmful and unhealthy relationships is appropriate, but minimalism isn't about living a reclusive or withdrawn existence. So relationships are everything. You know, I always say family is everything, but there is, um, there is boundaries we need to set. So it doesn't mean that all family is everything and that family, regardless of their toxicity, is everything. But we need to uh, never minimize relationships. And don't minimize community. Living with less shouldn't, should never mean less community. In fact, living with less opens our lives to more community and opportunity to live alongside others, minimalist or not. You don't have to be the police of everybody. <laughs> and I always say that on my Wellness Wednesdays. This is just how I feel that I get my best life and feel my best self. This doesn't mean that I'm I'm going around telling everybody they have to be a minimalist, they have to watch what I watch or do what I do. This is just for people who are open to hearing about it, to, you know, to suggesting. Um, but community, you know, those outside our immediate family who share share in our activities, around home, school, work, church, or neighborhood should benefit from our, our life of less. And, you know, the amount of time that we gain, the items that can be reused or repurposed by someone in need, and the hospitality we offer in less crowded homes is a practical way to intently live in community. Okay? Number three, have gratitude. You guys, I talk about this all the time. I believe that the greatest expression of gratitude is minimalism. When one is truly grateful for what matters most, no amount of possessions could change that contentment. A room full of gadgets and toys or forgotten impulse purchases steals our gratitude by complicating our lives. So to live a life of gratitude is to recognize that the essentials are enough and we can experience how they enhance our existence. So gratitude isn't being thankful for what you have. It's believing that what you have is enough. That's so powerful. I love that. I think that's so awesome. And again, I'm reading from my favorite website, Becoming Minimalist. This is their article that I'm reading, and I will have that in the show notes. Number four, empathy. We don't like to admit it, but when we have strong a strong belief about the way we live, sometimes we minimize our empathy for others who are living differently. So becoming a minimalist is never a destination. It's a journey, you know, of minimizing the outside influences. But non-minimalists are not outsiders. They're people, okay? They are potential inspiring mentors, faithful leaders, guides, and peacemakers. So the way to treat others who struggle with the burden of stuff will either maximize their value to us or minimize our value to them. So choose wisely with that, okay? That's again what I was talking about, about policing other people, or even thinking that you're better than anyone else because you happen to be doing something different in your life. Number five, generosity. 
Minimalism is not an excuse not to be generous. It's the greatest excuse to be more generous because you're ridding your life of excess and that offers, you know, the obvious opportunity to donate or rehome your possessions that can be useful to someone else. I give constantly to organizations and, um, you know, I've, I've donated to Goodwill my whole life. Even though I've lived a life of a struggling actor most of my life, I'm constantly donating and repurposing what I have to other people. And it feels good. So just need less and give more. Number six, something that we should never minimize is education. So I always feel um, that I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly wanting to learn. And the truth is, the other night I actually thought about this. I would love to study psychology. I would love to actually go to school and get some kind of, I don't need to get a degree. I just want to, I love those master classes that are online. I love learning. I really do. But I wish it was free. I really do. And a lot of times it is because YouTube has a lot of instructional things and a lot of information. But education to me is, you know, it is a potential to change the world and change yourself. So any educational investment, you know, you gain at the very least a deepened capacity to think and, and relate to the world differently. Number seven, something we should never minimize, our passions and our dreams. The truth is, is that they often end up on the chopping block when we are overwhelmed with crammed calendars and suffocated by our stuff. And minimalism should never stifle the life-giving joys in our life. So when we release our attachment to stuff and busyness, we have more time and energy to pursue and participate in our passions and our dreams. Number eight, we should never minimize forgiveness. If you've ever been in any kind of relationship that's lasted more than a few days, you know that forgiveness is a part of life and a part of relationships. And if we minimize our capacity to forgive people, we can never hope to grow or change. Significant relationships it demands, you know, forgiveness. Um, the minimizing the value of forgiveness will kill our capacity for genuine connection. I could say more, and you could tell I wanted to say more about forgiveness, but forgiveness is a whole other podcast. It's a very, very powerful thing, and it's hard sometimes when you don't have maybe an apology from the other person, or even um, feeling like that anything was resolved. You forgive for you. That is something that I've learned and it's taken a lot to learn that. You forgive for you because that toxic grudge that you're walking around with is not hurting the other person. It's hurting you. Number nine and the last one is joy. The absence of joy is often caused by our inaccurate source of value. The more we buy, the less happy we actually are. And this is true. It may seem depressing to live a life with less to some people, but that's only because we haven't freed ourselves from the chains of believing that our value comes from what we own. Less stuff is more joy. And to free ourselves from comparisons and the joy-killing value system of a broken world, the answer lies in the freedom of minimalism. It's true, you guys. I thought about this the other day. I thought about how much I want to have a house and I want to have a four bedroom house, you know, land, all these things. And the truth is, why? Why do I want 
you know, a bigger house so I can have more stuff. I really don't know that I want more stuff. I know I don't. I want, I want space so I can live and experience people coming over, people staying with me. I want to have a guest room. I want my boys to have their own room, but I don't want it to be filled with stuff. So there is the, the ability to have a, a house and not have it be filled with stuff. So that's an interesting thing that I just came upon, you know, came upon in thinking about minimalism and thinking about stuff and thinking about my health and thinking about all of that swirl together. This episode is, is so much about, you know, the wellness of you, the wellness of knowledge of, you know, your mind, your, what, you, what you do as a consumer, what you put into your mouth how you eat, how you support industries like, you know, talking about seaspiracy and cowspiracy and all of those incredible informative documentaries on how we eat and the agriculture of our food, but also what we buy and what we put in, in our homes. That matters and the environment that we live in um, matters to our health. So I've given you a lot of information this episode um, for it to swirl all around your brain And you take it as you will. You can take it or toss it, as I say. And I believe that that is a way to get to a blissful existence. And I always say at the end of these episodes, bliss is your birthright. It really is. So I'm sending you guys so much love wherever you are in the world. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week.